G'day and welcome to Barbietopia, the podcast for grown-ups adults who still love Barbie movies for some reason. My name is Rowan. If you hear any sound in the background, once again, this is my roommate playing Minecraft. Yep, and eating my potato crisps. Yes. Which I'm very angry about. Uh, this week we are doing 12 Dancing Princesses. Y- your name? Fuck's sake! What's your name? You know what? They can figure it out. Okay, okay. So so what are we doing? Uh, we're doing 12 Dancing Princesses, which I liked as a film. I think this film is so, like, comforting to watch. I don't know. It's just a very heartwarming film. There is actually, for a bit of, for a bit of context, um, the last time I think either of us watched this movie, yeah. it was the both of us and My your roommate. roommate. Yeah. It was, like, two in the morning. All three of us were lying crossways on my bed because we couldn't be bothered getting out other mattresses yeah and we watched that movie and i was the only one awake by the end of the movie yeah and i, I always remember really liking this movie yeah. and it held up to that I, yeah i enjoyed watching this and there were no problems that irritated me yeah it wasn't perfect but it was very 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 good it was very good and i feel like this is a really good starter film um yeah. it's more of one of the ones that takes itself a bit more seriously yeah but I think it does it really well. Also, um, Duchess Rowena, who is the antagonist in this film, is probably the best antagonist we've had in a while. Mm. Also, I... her animal companion isn't as bad yeah, as they usually are. I think the animal companions had weird accents still, but basically they were. Yeah, I think I plot. think this I think this like antagonist pet was from New Jersey. Yeah, and then there was an Indian parrot, and then yeah, the Indian parrot, the kitten that thought it was a lion or a, a tiger. tiger or a bear. Oh my! <laughs> but like, they didn't have a, a heap amount of scenes. Yeah, they so, did, and they were pretty minimized. And I really wasn't too irritated by them. They were yeah, and when they did, they felt talk. like they were there, like contractually. Like the writers probably didn't want them in it, but yeah, Mattel was like, no, you have to have. I I liked companions. the scenes where the the monkey spoke. I. I don't know. I, th- I thought he was annoying and I hated him as a character, but I felt like I was meant to. Yeah, I don't know. I'm never going to be a fan of animal protagonists. And that's not just a Barbie thing. That's a Disney thing. That's yeah. like any kind of animated kids things. I think it, it, yeah. it, it's not necessary and it's just done to like sell the movie and I can never get past that. Yeah. Like it never feels genuine. It feels like, oh, you have to have an animal protagonist. Yeah. So if you don't know the story of the 12 Dancing Princesses, I was raised on a, on a duck version of the 12 Dancing Princesses. It was a storybook, but they were all ducks. And it's basically there's a king and he has 12 daughters. And in the original story, he says, oh, you know, my daughters, they all go to bed each night. But then in the morning, their dancing shoes are all worn through and I can't figure out why. So he gets all these people to try and figure out what's happening. Mm. But the princesses always spike the wine that they give to whichever guy comes along, which makes him fall asleep. So they don't figure it out. Also, I'm pretty sure in most of the stories, if the guys don't figure it out, they get beheaded. But yeah, and then they follow her to a magical place and... Yada yada. It's yeah. a very old German fairy yeah. tale there's a lot of different versions it. but it is a good story but because it is the 12 dancing princesses there's a lot of names there's a lot of names and i'm gonna go through them all right now starting with the eldest 
who is not Genevieve. Yeah, Genevieve is the middle. Who is our Barbie? Yeah, who is our Barbie? Yeah. But I'm going to go in a no. I'm going to go in order. Oldest in, youngest. Yeah, but excluding Genevieve, and then I'm going to go over Genevieve because yeah, we'll save her last. Yeah. All right. So we've got Ashlyn, who is 24 years old, practical, calm, and knowledgeable. Just so you know, we're reading off Wikipedia right now. And you might be. I am improvising all of this. She loves music, especially playing the flute and the oboe. She is straightforward and cares for her sisters, for whom she tries to act as a role model. Her flower is the purple geranium and her gemstone is a garnet. She bears the most resemblance to her mother, Queen Isabella, and wears a purple dress. One thing I realized reading through the Wikipedia page, which I am totally not, you know, reading off of right now to describe all these characters, did not notice that they had, um gemstones and colors i knew they had flowers yeah because you'll figure that out later but mm. anyway and then there's blair she's the 22 year old one uh she's one of the more like outgoing ones like uh one of the main things she's mentioned being into is like horseback riding oh yeah that's her and she's the one that collects the music boxes and she's very outspoken mm. and which is her opinion a lot and she has the most problems with Rowena, I think, like out loud. Yeah. And her flower is the larkspur, I think. Is yeah, it's larkspur. a larkspur. And her gemstone is a ruby and she wears a red dress. I liked her design the most. Yeah. I don't know. She just looked kind of like Snow White. Yeah, she did. she just gave me those kinds of vibes. Also, I, I'm always really gay for girls that ride horses for some reason. Yeah. Like uh, the older sister in Swan Lake. Yeah. Uh, then we have Courtney, who's 21 years old, the third sister. Um, she's close to the older two. Um, I think they are shown as a bit of a trio. Yeah, um, especially when they're in the dancing sequences. Yeah. She seems to be the shyest. Uh, her favorite hobby is reading. which She's make... my favorite. Of the yeah. Like, I don't know. Of all the sisters, I really liked her a lot. Probably because we could relate the most to her. But also, I think, she, I don't know, I liked how she kept reading and bumping into things. I used to do that a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, aww. Um, we, uh, this makes her intelligent and open-minded, but often renders her totally oblivious to her surroundings. Her flower is the forget-me-not, which I, I found interesting. But it, I like that, because yeah, like, she's... Kind of clumsy. Yeah. Um, her gemstone is a sapphire. She wears a blue dress. Um, and she is... Not as much of a dancer yeah, as the others. Yeah. Of course, in they're the major dancing sequences, they're all dancing, but the focus isn't really that much on her. Yeah. Then there's Delia, who's 20, the fourth sister, and she's the fraternal twin of Adeline, the next one. And she's one of the ones that really likes sports, especially croquet and, again, horse riding. Mm. I loved her dress. Uh, yeah. She, she's the sunflower one, and her gemstone is the peridot, so she has, like, this really green... This green dress with, yeah. like, a sunflower. Uh, yeah. I just really liked it. was it. really nice. There were some really good characters designs mm. in this. Um, then we've got Edeline, who is Delia's twin. She plays sports like her twin sister, but she likes croquet and badminton. My favorite bit with these two mm. is when the one I'm just holding this like armful of gear yeah and goes why use the closet when the floor is right there and just dumps all her which shit honestly on is something i live by oh yeah she's very messy and disorganized flowers the honeysuckle and her gemstone is a citrine so she wears an orange dress again so, such great choices yeah the these two the kind flowers. of complement each other yeah well they are twins yeah so it makes sense anyway 
And then there's Fallon. She's 17. She's also, six sister. Yes, 17, six sister. Um, they had, there were some really good names in this. Oh, yeah. Like, I, especially the next couple had mm. some really good names. And this one, she loves animals and plays the harp and is a romantic. Yeah. I think she's like the really sweet one. Yeah. And she's like into hearts, lace, and writing stories. Yeah. Her flower is. Um, the camellia, is that right? Yeah, camellia. And her gemstone is a pearl. She wears a pink dress. And after this is then Genevieve. She's 16. She's in the middle. Yeah. But then we go to... When we go to yeah. the 13-year-old, uh, whose name is Hadley, she's also a twin. Yeah. Um, her twin sister is Isla. Hadley likes to walk on stilts, as does Isla, I think. Yeah. Her flower is the narcissus. Her gemstone is a topaz. And her color is turquoise. And then uh, Isla is a twin, and she's like an acrobat. And again, they always walk on stilts. It's yeah, great. I, love I it. think the first time we see them, they are walking on stilts. Mm-hmm. And then I think they at trip... the end as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think they trip over um, Adeline and Delia's croquet stuff. Yeah, and Isla's flower is the lily of the valley, and her gemstone is an emerald. So she, but she wears a light violet dress. Yeah. Then we've got. The triplets. Yeah. Who kind of pissed me off, but that's fine. Mm, I just didn't like them, I see, but all right. Yeah, the like, other two were fine. The, the other two were fine like and kind of unnecessary, same. but yeah. uh, Lacey. It's, just, it's look, just Lacey. With 12 of them, they did a really good job of making each of them. They got 9 out of 12. Yeah, but like, they did such Actually, a good no, job. I would say 8 out of 12 because Genevieve is just Barbie, but whatever. No, but like having all of their personalities and skills and talents come yeah. across and having them all not be the same is yeah. actually that's pretty kind of amazing. That's pretty good. Okay, so then we've got the first of the triplets, which is Kathleen, who's five. Janessa, actually. Oh, oh, I missed that. Uh, Janessa, the leader of the triplets. Oh, yeah, she loves yeah, bugs yeah. and she loves collecting bugs. There is a bit where... Um, One of her caterpillars escapes. Yeah, well, she's like, oh, no... The, the Frederick Frederick escaped and everyone because they all it's, share is a room. Frederick a spider? It's like, yeah, they, is he a spider? Is this a scorpion? She's like, no, he's a caterpillar. And they're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, she's bossy, but, you know, she has good intentions. Um, her flower is the John Quill, which is my favorite flower ever. Really? Yeah. Um, which is another name for a daffodil. Ah, uh, yeah. Her gemstone is an aquamarine and she wears a light blue dress. Uh, she was my favorite of the triplets. I liked that she had a collection of bugs at the end of her bed. She, yeah. So then we have Kathleen, who's also five, and she's another of like the messy ones, like Adelina. She's into art and painting, and she's more uh, down to earth, I guess. She balances the tw- the triplets. Her flower is the daisy, and her gemstone is pink diamond, and so she wears a, a light pink and yellow dress. See, I didn't think she had much uh, character to her. Yeah, less but than the other two triplets, yeah. Then there's Lacey, who I hate. I didn't like her either. With a passion. We... I get it. She's five years old, but she just causes so many problems Yeah, time. Lacey is the youngest of the triplets, and therefore the youngest of all of them. She's very close to Genevieve. She's very timid, um, which I get... Clumsy. Yeah, she's very clumsy. Frequently needs help for the simplest things. She loves her sisters and her father, and she won. But she she kind of wonders about where she belongs in such a large family, which is simple. She's the youngest. Um, flower is a white lily, and gemstone is an 
Amethyst, so she wears a purple dress. The, so those are like the other 11, and then we've got Genevieve, who's mm. the middle. So Genevieve is 16, and she's the seventh sister. She's the protagonist, so she's like the Barbie. She's, she's Barbie. actually in, when we get into it, she's the last one that you see, yeah. which I really liked, mm. um, which is funny because she's late. To everything. All the time, to everything. Yeah. Which I really liked. Yeah. Uh, she's into chess. Um, mm-hmm. And in her family, she's the one that loves dancing the most. Uh, she also has, like, kind of a thing, like, before the movie starts with, like, the cobbler. Who yeah. Who has a de- name Derek, which is such a bad name. Yeah. Her flower is the pink rose, then a gemstone is a pink opal. And she has, like, a dark pink and white dress. Yeah. And she had a pretty good design, I think. Yeah, she's like known. She's like yeah. the dancer, I guess. Like they all dance and they all sing. But she is the dancer. She's the most into yeah. it. Yeah. Then there are other characters, which I guess we should get yeah, into. Yeah, just so you know who we're talking but about. But we'll, we'll, we'll go in less detail. We'll go over them in less detail. So there's Derek, who's the cobbler, and he's like over all the time. Because they wear out their shoes pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, although it should be said that at the start of this film, it is not established that they go somewhere every night. They wear out their shoes quick just because they like dancing, not because yeah. of any secret thing. So he's yeah. always over. He's always like, oh yeah, here are your new dancing shoes. He and Genevieve have like a thing for each other and like everyone else is like, come on, come on. Well, all of Genevieve's sisters are like nudging Genevieve, whereas Derek is being nudged by Felix, who is his parrot, who doesn't parrot things he just talks in full sentences with an indian accent yeah um then there's their father who mm-hmm. uh king randolph king randolph he's doing his best <laughs> yeah um he has I, 12 daughters and uh, their mother has it's like obviously talked about that she died we don't know how or when like we don't but obviously it was under five years ago so yeah. he's just doing the absolute best to run a kingdom, and also he has five, like twelve wild daughters. <laughs> they are wild. There like, is a scene where he is; they are all sitting down at the breakfast table, and he is trying to have a conversation. It is not happening. It's not happening. It reminds me of my household. Yeah. I'm only one of five. Mm. Uh, even just, um, we have this beautiful opening sequence that is like this silhouetted dancing, mm. and to that song, which immediately came back into my brain, I was like. God, I love this music. Yeah, it is so good. It is, it is very such good. Beautiful music, but the very first actual scene is like he's like sitting at, yeah. at well, in the throne room, and a guy yeah. is talking to him, inviting his daughters and him to a ball. Um, but then, also I should mention that this guy who has got like a Russian accent, yeah. Preminger. He's Preminger. They used the exact same model, like yeah. 3D model, but then gave him like a German accent. Um, and then all the daughters sort of flood into the room. One... Um, very reminiscent of the way that the baby Shreks flood in in the Nightmare in the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think first there was the, the ones on stilts. stilts. Come in. I, I don't. There's the croquet too, who like smack their dad in the head and knock his crown off with a croquet ball. Which is and perfect aim. The little, oh no, the first one that comes in is Janessa with Janessa. the bugs. And yeah. she's like, hey dad, look at the bug I found. And the dude is like, what? And then it and just it's like it's like, oh, oh, she's fine. She's five. It's, yeah, it's yeah. fine. And then everyone else comes in and yeah. it's like, well, I can't give much um, of an excuse for the 24-year-old. But, yeah. you know. And basically it all... But you don't see Genevieve yet. Yeah. Um, and eventually this page is like, actually, you know what? I'll just... I'll just fuck off. It's fine. I'll just go to the next kingdom yeah, and invite and, those princesses. Uh, you can really see that the king loves his daughters, but he has no clue how to handle them. 
Yeah. And um, they are a force to be reckoned with. Oh, yeah. And then they go to have breakfast together. Yeah. Yes? Um, but to, to continue... Yeah, sorry. To, to introducing all these characters, we have the main antagonist, which yeah. we previously mentioned, which is Duchess Rowena, which is the king... The king's cousin. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to it later, but she is... Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. She also has a footman called Desmond. He is... Of course he's called Desmond. He's very large. And he's in love with her. And very dumb, and he's in love with her. She also has a monkey called Brutus. Which is so funny. When yeah. you, like, yeah. you know, think of the etymology of the name. Yeah. And then there's Genevieve's pet kitten named Twyla, which I really like as a name. It's just a cool name. I don't. Really? Because it brings back so many bad memories of my little pony. Bad memories? Bad memories of just all the things I've seen. Do you know how many oh, people... Uh, I'm sorry. I literally thought you meant my little pony like a pony I once had <laughs> as a child. The actual show was complete. That one completely opened my head. I was like, I thought you loved horses. I do. What do you mean? I've never heard of this. I've pony never had a horse. As a child. I've never had. A... I think that I would have known that by now. <laughs> I've never had a pony Jeez. called Twyla. However, I, I... the show My Little Pony. Is there a character named Twyla? There's Twilight Sparkle. Uh, which I just, I just associate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I avoid that show yeah um, do you know how many people i know who actually like my little pony a lot too many I not know. a lot but any is I too many a lot. uh and then of course i mean she's not in it but she's a figure that's discussed a lot which is queen isabella their mother mm-hmm. um oh yeah. mr fabian but we'll get to him we'll get to him he's not that important yeah. at the moment so after the first scene first scene we've got all like you know, they're all at the the dinner table, the breakfast. breakfast table. It's it's a table Lunch, at which they're, they're having food. breakfast. They're having food, and I'm pretty sure that's when Genevieve comes. Yeah, in. because they're all there, and he's when then she kind of comes in late. Yeah, and it's this like moment where they're all kind of sitting down, and it like pans up, and you yeah. see her, and it's like, oh, it's the Barbie model. Yeah, you know, like 3D model. Yeah, and it's um, like. Oh. And, and you hear, like, the voice. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so he's trying to say stuff, trying to bring up the topic that none, that they're all kind of unladylike. Yeah. And it's and becoming a rumor in the kingdom that no one, everyone thinks they're wild and rambunctious. Which they are. Which is true, yes. Um, but this is all... Being talked over. Yeah, and then he finally gets their attention. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, he does. And he starts talking, and then this all of a sudden goes out the window once again when some page like, comes page in, comes in and page. he's like, The uh, Royal Cobbler the is Royal here. The Royal Cobbler is here, and there's just a stampede. And they all just jump up Once and run. again, like that nightmare <laughs> in Shrek 3. And the, like, the king is like, What are you doing? They're just shoes. And I don't remember, but it's I think it might be like, uh, the older twins yeah. who go, they turn around and they look like so offended and yeah. they gasp and they're like, just shoes? Yeah. And it's like, okay. It's like, okay, I get it, you're a girl. Yeah. And then, you know, so they all rush off and yeah. the king just looks The king just sits exhausted. there and with the cat who's eating Genevieve's soup. Eating Genevieve's soup, which is an interesting thing and to have for breakfast, like, but all right. And then we cut to outside, yeah. where Derek comes along. He's handing out little ballet shoes. Yeah, giving them all shoes and, and stuff. 
Um, the parrot's there. The parrot says stuff. Yeah. The parrot's embarrassing. He's yeah. trying. He's tr- also trying to say like, oh, he's just repeating stuff he's heard. Like he's trying to cover up the fact that his parrot actually speaks. Yeah. Which I find very interesting. Because there's, there's something going on there. The setup of animal companions in this film is similar to Princess and the Pauper, mm. where animals can talk to each other and understand humans. Humans can't understand the animals. Yeah. So, except for the parrot, because he's a parrot, and they think that that means he can just communicate like another person when, you know, that's not how actual parrots work. Yeah. Um, although, I think they know this because... Again, Derek keeps trying to say, like, oh, no, he's just repeating things he's heard. He can't yeah. actually speak, but he can clearly actually speak. Yeah. So, I want Derek's backstory ASAP. Where yeah. did he find Felix? Well, apparently in India. Yeah. What was he doing in India, huh? Why was Cobbling. he... Cobbling. 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 But, um... um... Then he's, like, trying to, you know, sort of get a bit close flirting he's trying to he's trying he's trying but also like she's so into him so obviously into him yeah like they're both awkward yeah uh and then her sisters are like hey can you like i think it's the 13 year olds who are like hey can you tighten our shoes for us and he's like yeah "Yeah." and for some reason they lead him like several yards away Mm. to tighten their shoes it's not really important other than to introduce him as a character and to introduce the fact they all like dancing yeah he's a bland and they all there is a small dancing break at this point yeah where they're all trying out their new shoes which is but it's to because he pulls out his flute and starts oh um, yeah well no felix pulls out his flute and then they're like oh you play the flute and he's like yeah yeah and they're like play something we'll dance it's like it's pretty it's nice it's nice yeah they have um, nice dancing in this but essentially that's just kind of introduce things the real plot starts right after yeah when we see duchess ruina show up yeah now essentially why she's here is the king has summoned her his cousin because he feels like he can't he doesn't know what to do and he's saying all right can you take charge of their education and upbringing yeah and teach them how to be real ladies and ladylike Most so they of will be his... invited to balls and get married a lot of his daughters are in the midst of puberty or about to start puberty well, they're 24 or they... they're not married yet yeah exactly we sound very conservative but like for the time period yeah at the time period you might as well be an old lady then yeah right uh it's actually Which... pretty shocking to not have a 24 year old be married yeah pe- yeah and the 23-year-old, and the 22-year-old, and even the 17-year-old, Yeah. to be honest. like Yeah. And the fact, and I, I can kind of understand it, like... You they know, don't want to promote teen brides. It's interesting to me, because whenever there's a castle, mm-hmm. they don't actually operate like castles, they operate like... Big houses. Big houses. Because an actual castle would be filled with people that weren't the royal family. Yeah. Like, they're not homes. Castles are places of work for like the monarch. Know, courtiers and heaps of other royals will live there and all of the royals advisors will live there it's a huge especially for this time period it's like think of like the i don't know elizabethan court like yeah you know so she wasn't people. married she had no children she was the only only royal there but that place was she wasn't the only person there and if you walk down the hallways you'd see like politicians talking to each other yeah. and stuff like that and bobby 
royal places never work that way. It's like their homes, and I'm like, but that's not royals had homes in the country that they could go to that were like that. Yeah. But even then, they'd still have heaps of servants, and you never see servants or anything in the background. I don't think Mattel wants to promote slavery. But they do promote monarchy, which is like the same thing that Disney does, and it's always strange. I don't know. I think they're promoting the romanticized version of monarchy, exactly. which is princesses and a giant castle that you live in, and which yeah. is why it's not incredible. people. Yeah. Like, Remember how you were telling me earlier about that one guy, his girlfriend was like, hey, this guy has a really weird political opinion on the monarchy. What should I do? And I said, hey, that guy reminds me of you, and you wondered why? Mm-hmm. Exhibit A, right here. Is this why? Okay. Yeah. Because, uh, I've just been watching Elizabethan documentaries recently, so mm-hmm. it's on the brain. Well, uh, Duchess Rowena comes in. Um... Yeah, and I love her introduction because it gets across so much about her. Yeah. Where she is dressed like... I know the time period's a bit funky, but she's dressed like Think, she's uh, from the French court. Yeah. Basically, like Marie Antoinette-style dress. 18th like... century yeah, but... French court. The the widened hips, etc., yeah, exactly. etc. But her carriage is falling apart. So she's dressed to the nines. I don't think it's so much that her carriage is falling apart as much as Brutus is very strong and he pulled the door off. No, but when she takes a step up, the whole carriage caves in. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's because it's it's mentioned later on that she never pays her bills and she's like, basically, I see it is this is probably more likely taking place, because I know it's a German tale, Mm -hmm. but it's taking place like, close to revolutionary times and when we're getting closer to that which was a lot of royals losing a lot of money Mm. and you know all that kind of stuff yeah so she's kind of bankrupt but they don't have to say it outright ever you just understand it from the visual cues and i like when a movie does that yeah because she's carrying herself like she's you know yeah which like she's better than the princesses who are her superiors yeah and like she's already queen yeah, and, and actually her amazing. financial situation, or implied financial situation, yeah. gives her a really good motive yeah. for being the antagonist here. Mm. And it, like basically she's after the throne, but she also see her stealing things from the palace, and it's never said that she's lost all her money, but it's like implied by all these different things that she does Yeah, that it's obvious. And I like it when they treat the audience with a little bit of intelligence like that yeah you know um and they don't have to be like oh she's lost all her money they yeah. can just kind of show her stealing things to pay off people and you know, blah blah yeah. blah and you get the point point. So, and a lot of her character is portrayed like that yeah like you kind of understand look this i like her as a villain because i understand her like i yeah. know why she's doing what yeah. she's doing that's it's the best bad, of course but she's a lot like um gothel yeah in rapunzel it's yeah. like oh you're just a really well done villain. Yeah. There are two, t- I think, in my opinion, there are two types of villains that are good villains. Yeah. First is like Rowena and Gothel. The people who maybe know what they're doing is a bad thing, but they have what is in their mind legitimate reasons. They think they're the good guys. Yeah. Well, you know? no, they don't necessarily think they're the good guys. They just are doing what they need to do or what they think they need to do to get by. Then there's the second type, which is the people who think they are the good guys. And that the yeah, good, that's and true. That I think what they the protagonists think are, are the bad guys. Gothel and Rowena remind me of people that have taken slow steps into moral decay. Yeah. And so they've slowly excused themselves time and time after again until like now they're 
this person is excusing really bad things. Like, I don't think it's kind of like what people are doing. Rowena thinks she's a bad person, though. It's kind of like what people are doing with Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Slowly, slow steps into accepting the reality of different choices. Yeah, first you're like, oh, he speaks the truth. Then, you know, he says what's on everyone else's mind. It's like he's just being honest. He's transparent and, you know, we know what he's actually doing. And then eventually it's like, oh, he just fired two FBI directors who were investigating Russian collusion and here we are. Yeah, and that's like he. You know, the thing about it is like he would have been impeached within a month in like the nineteen fifties or the nineteen seventies. He would have been 19, impeached in 90s. a month if he weren't white. Yeah, uh, but let's let's, let's go back to eighteenth uh, <laughs> century Germany. What's amazing though is the line where her monkey comes out of the carriage and mm-hmm. is causing mischief. And one of the footmen is like, is that a monkey? And she's like, well, don't tell me the king doesn't have his own monkey. And the guy's like, no. She's like, well, they're quite popular this year. And I just love her as someone that is so concerned. Like, it's constantly around how concerned she is with polite society. And Mm. she's not just being strict with the girls because she wants to. Like, she actually really does believe that they need to shape up. Oh, yeah. Like, she's like, what is this? Like, she thinks it's absolutely appalling the way they yeah. act. And um, which, I mean, that's it kind of is. That's what the Like, that's pretty much it's, what... It's kind, it kind of everyone is. Everyone believes it. That's why they're not invited to things. I can excuse the five-year-olds because they're, they're five. five. Even um, the 13-year-olds to an extent. They even just the 13-year-olds, I'm like, oh, they're just, they're just starting puberty. It's fine. Mm. Just let them... Give right. them a few years to cool off. Uh, everyone else, first of all, the, the oldest three should be married by now. Yeah. They shouldn't even be here. These aren't our personal opinions. This is like the time period. Yeah. Even though it's ambiguous, it is, it's true. And as, you know, princesses and not princes, like, I was like, dude, your dad could die any day. Which is a thing that kind it of Literally, happens. yeah, is the, the problem. Uh, because... The way that Rowena plans to get the throne is that she plans to kill her cousin. Slowly. Slow poisoning. Slow poisoning. Which is amazing because they're so outright about her literally murdering him. Yeah. What amazes me is, like, the king really does trust her Mm. as family. And it's just, I don't know. That, in the term of very slow poisoning, is the basis of an actual female serial killer in history i don't remember her name but she poisoned her husband and her entire family and family-in-law by just slowly feeding them cyanide there's actually a lot of really cool historical references that we'll go through because i really liked them especially at the end but um Um, rowena arrives and all the daughters are lined up to meet her and she kind of goes through and she's like do you have mud on your skirt? She's like, oh, I was out riding. And they're all saying hello in this, in this line. Yeah. And she's like, do you have paint in your hair? I'm like, they're five. Calm down. And why are you... And then, like, uh, what, the one that's reading is reading. And all this stuff. And then, of course, Genevieve comes in late. And she's just like, well, I have my fucking shit to do here, don't yeah, I? Yeah, I have my this fucking is, work, to come, work yeah, cut out for me. Exactly. And the funny thing is, especially in the beginning, nothing she does to them is actually evil just mean she's just a bit strict yeah she's literally just strict like i'm like but i think they kind of need it yeah like i can totally see the point of view in the time period of like what where she's coming from like teaching these girls that like obviously when she tries to also erase them from reality and stuff and all of that and trap them in a magic realm that's 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 evil 
But that's a bit like, morally gray. Which where they're just like, oh my god, she's making us go to bed early. It's like yeah, and she's what time like, are you usually going to bed? And like you know all this kind of stuff, and she's like making us do chores and yeah. have manners, and you know it's kind not of being like rambunctious and it's kind of like the opposite of series of unfortunate events. <laughs> yeah, where in series of unfortunate events, the kids complain because Count Olaf is actually treating them like slaves, but everyone thinks they're being yeah just spoiled. Yeah. Uh, whereas here. In the Twelve Dancing Princesses, they're like, ah, uh, she's treating us like slaves, and it's like, no, she's just showing you some discipline, some discipline. But like, you know, but I don't really agree with like taking away their things and their clothes, yeah, and dressing them in gray and taking their bed sheets away and making them gray and yeah. rearranging their bedroom. I just that's just weird. Yeah, I think it's mostly like a thing. Um, you know, it's this like is very a show of power, a show of power, and obviously and also that happens after they keep kind of. Like, that's a punishment. Although, you know, we kind of had this montage, I guess, mm. of them all in a circle holding fans. Yeah. And it kind of pans around. And I don't remember which sister it was. But one of them is just, like, fucking, like, you know, going crazy <laughs> with the fan. And she's like, we're not trying to cause tornadoes. And she says one of the names. And the other thing is she keeps getting everyone's names wrong. Yeah. Which is like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. She's like Fallon. And it's like, I'm Isla. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Exactly. And she does that throughout the whole thing. Only makes it harder to remember their names. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, they are going to... Um, there's like one night. They're, they're telling a bedtime story. Yeah, but before that, it's in the morning. And it's the triplet's fifth birthday. Mm, yeah. So they're singing this song to them. And like they put them in these little chairs in the middle of the room. And are doing this kind of tradition that their mom started to celebrate birthdays. Yeah. And then their dad gets interrupted and like she's just you know being Rowena and whatever and whatever and then we get to your stuff where at the mm. end of the day they didn't get to celebrate the birthday and because Rowena has started poisoning their father he, he they didn't see him all day because he as we later find out fell asleep in the afternoon and was like oh I'm so sorry girls like you yeah, know no, I'm so tired but and they stuff. give the triplets the gifts that they all got when they were five which is a copy of a bedtime story that was their mom's favorite story, but on the front of the cover is all the flowers, flowers yeah. that like aligned to them. Yeah, which I'm assuming is their mother's like pick and stuff. Like yeah, that. which obviously means this woman planned to have twelve children, so yeah. no wonder she died young. I mean, we don't know how she died. Well, yeah, obviously she didn't die in childbirth yeah, because a... the five-year-olds sort of well, it's stated that they were. You know, at least a couple of years old when, when she, she was still like, around. This one point where Genevieve's like, "Oh, you probably don't remember," but like, so I'm mm. assuming it was actually a pretty recent. Like, maybe she died a year. You should go because they're not bereft, but yeah, you know, um, they still have like but very, still, very strong. She had twelve children. Yeah, she births twelve Two children. Sets of twins, one set of triplets. But I mean, to be fair, my dad has one aunt. That had 15 children and another aunt that had 18. Yeah. What's shocking is they're not Irish. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it's probably because they're Irish Catholic. but Only the Irish are allowed to have that many children. (laughs) And then, so, the triplets are kind of feeling kind of down. So, at at bedtime, Genevieve is like, oh, we'll tell you the story of... We'll read it to you. You know, we'll read you the story. And it's just a story about, like, this magical place... That this this um this girl 
danced on the special stones in a special order. And three times on the last one. Twirl three times on the last one. And then this portal opened up into this magical world where she could dance all night and, you know, there were flowers made of gold and stuff like that. Mm. In the original story, it was like uh, flowers made of gold, twigs made of silver, Mm. and leaves made of bronze. Yeah. And the guy brings them all back as proof that he's been there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, you know, she danced all night and she kept going back, but after the third night, it vanished. The thing about this that's really interesting, because the story doesn't ever confirm it, whether the mum is the girl in the story mm. who did all this stuff, yeah, or if the mum wrote the story and created the magic. Yeah. Like, was their mum a witch? Was she burned? Is that how she died? Like, this is the thing, though. Like, did she discover this? Because the stones all align to their birth. Like, she's yeah. one person. Like, I like the idea that the girl in the story is her and then she wrote down her story. And But also, I feel like so much is of Is that why she decided to... to have 12 children? Yeah, no, but so much of the... That's the thing, right? You can't really decide that. So, yeah. so And you can't decide their personalities and the flat... You know, so, so yeah. much of it is kind of like, did she write this and then create the stones and like have this, say, wing built for them and create this magical world? Yeah. Or discover this magical world and like give it to them. Because as I a mean, gift. at the same time, it doesn't need all twelve of them. Like it, it's only Genevieve that activates this in the first place. So really, it could have been any of them that did it, and she could have only had one kid. Yeah, and... that, I wasn't sure about that because I re- think like years ago when I first watched it, mm-hmm. I guess I just assumed that them getting the book unlocked it or something. Because even when I watched this, I'm like, but like, does that mean that? Because I thought that. When they find when the last girls got the book mm. that unlocked this, because otherwise, any time they stepped on that one stone, it should yeah. have started singing. Or is it like about intention and did they have to dance on it? Because even then, yeah. I feel like at some point, maybe you've danced and stepped on that stone. Maybe. Or is it about like intention? Or that's why I thought maybe it had to have been unlocked. That's why they haven't stepped on this one part in the middle of the room before. <laughs> Because, you know, it's just yeah. kind of odd. Or danced on it, you know. It yeah. So, in the middle of the floor, in their room, there is this beautiful mosaic, which is a sort of set in stone, a flower for each princess, and it's all their corresponding flowers, and it's the same flower on the front of the book and stuff like that. And um, Lacey essentially trips over, and she's very clumsy. She's very so, clumsy. And drops her book, and it slides and is, like, right next to the flower that's hers yeah and genevieve genevieve's like oh shit oh shit look these match everyone grabbed your books and then they yeah. all start to look at them and they're like wait what is this and which i'm surprised none of them have ever noticed because i mean um the oldest has had 19 years with this book to figure that out but you know through some trial and error and different combinations they eventually unlock this cool which port. genevieve She's like, I have to dance on the stone from oldest to youngest. Um, and then and spin then, three times on the last. Yeah. And uh, each stone has this, like, sort of note mm. that's this, like, sing- sung note from this song. And I just think it's so nice. And yeah. Because every time they do it, they do it faster and the song comes together more. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then it opens the portal to this place, which is this beautiful 
lovely place. Oh yeah. Um, it's and all gold and silver and sparkly, and, and you can make wishes. Yeah, you can make wishes and the golden flowers. And the wishes are kept in this gold dust that come out of the flowers. Yeah, and, like... and there's also and so they go there and there's this gondola that takes them across to this wonderful golden pavilion. Mm which is just like covered in green grass and there are all these different levels. It's almost it's like fountains. A, it's, so it's, beautiful. it's almost like a um amphitheater. Yeah. It is they very much it like their a... mother's they like it, they say it looks just like our mother's dancing court and it has that same mosaic in the middle of all yeah. the flowers in the circular yeah. patterns. Uh, it is very much made up like a Greek amphitheater. Yeah. For, because it's got all those seats Statues and it's got and... the the sunken stage and stuff like that. It's also got all these nice statues, which it's they, so beautiful. which like, later like it. sort of come to life to dance with the princesses. It's very nice and it's very reminiscent of the original fairy tale in just the, the yeah, whimsy. Yeah, and it's like this thing where it's like, oh, I would love to go here. Yeah. This is amazing and it's beautiful and I love all of yeah. the animation in this film. And there's this bit and, you know, there's a huge dancing sequence. They take their dancing shoes and it's like, great, awesome. This looks amazing. There's a bit where Lacey, once again, trips over and she scrapes her knee. Mm-hmm. And Genevieve's like, oh, you know, come over here to this fountain. I'll get my handkerchief and I'll wash it for you. I'll wash it for you. And this water turns out to completely heal the wound. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, that's cool. Let's take some of this shit. Which will come in handy later. That's just a handy dandy tool that we'll uh, see you later on. Yeah. And basically they kind of, you know, say, oh, I wish there was, you know, this right now. Yeah. Music. And then these magical drums and stuff come out of these designs on the wall and like violins and stuff. Yeah. And, and it's music. beautiful. And, start, and, you and know. It, they just dance. And, and they all dance night. all night. And Until then... they get to you know this time and it kind of doesn't really show the passage of time but obviously it's still moving like it does on the outside yeah. world because you know they go shit we've worn through our ballet shoes and the eldest is like hey that's kind of a signal maybe we should go back yeah they go back and they go back and the moment they lie down is the moment like they lie down for a second and yeah. Rowena like opens the door morning girls and it's like fuck yeah like i realized you get to the, they haven't slept in three days by the end of this oh thing. Like you see them napping in their porridge at mm-hmm. one point, which yeah. is so funny. I don't know. It, I just was like, wow, yeah. they really haven't slept in in three days. Three fucking days. So there's just all this stuff going on. Meanwhile, their father is getting sicker, and um, basically Rowena calls the doctor, and he's like, oh, you know, you got these kind of symptoms. Take this, and then you see her pouring that into a plant. And all this kind of stuff's going on. And she's getting stricter. Uh, she's restricting the girls from seeing their father. Yeah, she's like, well, she, he's sick. Just don't bother him. Yeah, there's don't one bit him. where they actually go to see their father. And he's like, oh, you know, I love hearing you all sing for me. So they're all standing around and singing nicely. And she comes in and she's like, what are you doing? He needs rest. And Yeah. But even her. before that, the one scene where they kind of... Because, like, you know, it seems kind of ridiculous, but... There is a scene where they all go, hey, this is when she's just kind of vaguely strict. Yeah. You go, hey, can you maybe talk to dad about it? You know, yeah. can you do it? Cause, and her and the king are playing chess together. Yeah. And she's like, you know, she's a bit, you know, strict and this and this. And he's like, yeah, but you know, like, we kind of like, and they have like a pretty rational conversation and she kind of comes in having overheard and is like, 
but pretends like she hasn't overheard. Like you can see her in the back of the shop. Yeah. And she's like, you know, it is it is true. There is a lot to be done, but perhaps you need a team of tutors. Maybe I'm not enough. And she's very very good at manipulating. Oh yeah, she's like, very manipulative. I, I actually found it pretty realistic mm. how the the king's manipulated. He doesn't seem stupid yeah. at all. Like he really does trust her because they're family. And then he's getting sicker, and she's not really doing anything that's super bad until he's so sick that he barely conscious you know mm, yeah and he cannot get out of bed yeah and at that point they also think that he doesn't want to see them and he's disappointed in them so it it makes sense at this point that it's just a bit strict and yeah. they don't like it but also the point that rowena makes is but you know if you know you got a team of tutors and this and that into the castle then people will talk and they'll, yeah. they'll know that they need you know yeah and it will like heighten the rumor that they're unruly and yeah not ladylike and yeah etc cetera. etc cetera, et cetera. at some point we see brutus the monkey yes sneaking around this was after their first night so yeah. yeah sneaking around the princess's bedroom and um breaking their stuff breaking their stuff and throwing their books throwing their books and stuff um and i think twyla like tries to intervene and she's like she's like trying to be ferocious and He's, you know, making fun of her. And she's like, I come from a long line of tigers from India. A lot of these animals are from India, apparently. Mm. That's Mattel trying to be multicultural, I think. But Brutus. Uh, Brutus. He just makes fun of her. Yeah. Uh, Which, honestly, so would I. Basically, this cat is other kin. But Brutus does find the worn out. Yeah, he does find the worn out shoes, and he takes them to Rowena, and she sees that they're worn out, and she's like, "Oh, they've been they've been dancing." Dancing means princes, and princes mean I don't inherit the kingdom. Yeah, and then she also noticed that there's gold dust on these shoes. Yeah. Um. So she lines them up, and demands to know what is happening, and. They tell her the truth. They tell her the truth. To be fair, it was the five-year-old. So they go, oh, we went to through the magic portal. And everyone else is like, no, no, and stop. And she's like, okay, liars. And uh, she's all like, this, it's so funny because like the little kids are just telling her the truth. And she's like, oh, and I guess the trees are made of gold. And it's like, well, not all of them. It's like, <laughs> and then she's like, you're mocking me. It's like, don't. And I mean, to be fair, it does sound like they're mocking her. Yeah. But lying, she punishes them. By having to do chores, which is basically what my parents did and most parents do, so... My parents didn't do that. Really? Yeah. Well, but, like, you know, you do something wrong. Yeah, you, you do, do something wrong. You have to do an extra chore or something. You know, that's, yeah, you know, some, that's pretty... Like that. That's not evil. Yeah. Like, that's pretty standard. I wouldn't say that she's evil for, no, the, no. Night to, for the to making them rake the leaves in the garden, you know? Yeah, it's like, okay, this is servant's jobs, but you guys need need to learn some discipline and I, also so i can understand her perspective yeah also which makes her just, a better villain yeah there just don't seem to be any servants around here because mattel yeah. doesn't know how a royal court works and i think they just don't want to render a bunch of them which is honestly Fair. so valid i wouldn't want to render all those people either but um yeah um, so for the second night she posts desmond outside to keep watch and he's super in love with her, so he actually does, and makes sure they don't leave. And technically, I mean, they don't leave through the door. No, they don't. So they leave through the magic portal in their floor, and they go back, and they dance all night, and they wear out their shoes. I'm, I'm forgetting, do they order the new shoes after the first one or after the after second the... one? Basically, there is a point where she, she looks out the window and she sees 
Rowena meeting some strange man and, and so trading they've... something, and so then she yeah. gets distracted and looks back, and they're gone. Yeah. So, so that, there's that... a point where the cobbler comes back, and I'm just going to use those kinds of names because yeah, it makes cares? more sense. We know his name is Derek, but the cobbler. If you don't know, a cobbler is a dude who makes shoes, just in case. If you haven't figured that out by context. Yeah. So he's coming back and he's like, hey, did you not like them? And she's like, no, no. We loved them, but out. we wore them out. Uh, and he's like, and he's oh, like, this is covered in gold dust. And he's like, and they're like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He's giving them new shoes. They're floating a little bit. And um, at some point, Genevieve does ask him, hey. Do you know? Do you know this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy? And he goes, no. But she's like, well, can you find out and like keep it on the down low? Rowena's kind of shifty and we're just not, we don't trust her. Yeah, and know? he's like, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, flash forward to what we're talking about. They've gone back to dancing the, you know, second night. Yeah. And I mean, what else happened when they were dancing? Nothing really. It's nothing, just like a nice dance Nothing really. Animation. While they are doing that, Derek, the cobbler, yeah. has gone to find this man. And, and he has found this man. He's kind of following in his little carriage. On a horse and stuff. And, and the guy kind of sees him approaching and, like, you know... Tries to run. So he un, like, clips his carriage and then, like, chases him down and questions him. This is when the guy, he's like, oh, you know, I almost didn't do a deal with her, but, you know, she traded me real silver. And he grabs the cup and he's like, oh, to Isabella. Yeah, it's Princess... This is Princess... Uh, Queen Isabel on it. Yeah. He's like, all right, what do I got to trade you for this? He just kind of looks at the parrot. But he ends up trading the horse. And yeah. The parrot's like, thank fucking God. Yeah. But um, basically the information they get is yeah. that she's super broke. Mm-hmm. And that she's buying poison from him because he's an apothecary. Yeah. Although they don't know it's poison yet. But he's still like, why is she dealing with an apothecary? Yeah. Uh, and for, if you don't know that, an apothecary is someone that deals in herbs. So it can be medicinal, but it also can be deadly poisons mm. uh, and witchcraft stuff. Yeah. Which is great. We all know that every pharmacist uh, also is a witch. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So yeah. basically, he rushes back to the castle. The, uh, the, the princesses come back again the next morning they are very tired they have not slept yeah this is my favorite bit where one of the girls is like asleep in her porridge so again she interrogates them they refuse to she gives them more chores yeah etc um but they do see their dad there is like and he apologizes for not you know yeah to celebrate their birthday but he's now in bed and he's very weak and he's tired. very sick mm-hmm. oh yeah because Derek does come back on the third night he makes his way back on the second night but he does not have his horse Yes, yes. He has to walk all the way back to the kingdom. Yes. Pulling his carriage by hand. With a very annoying bird. Oh, God. I don't know why he has that bird. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so... So it takes him time to get back, yeah. Yeah. Punishments have kind of been upped. Yeah. You know? In the middle of the day, I think, Mm. they decide to go to this kingdom again. And Rowena, because it's like the middle of the day or something she comes in and she finds them all missing yeah no idea the thing is she locked them in this time Mm. like she has no clue what's happened and so she's she's like like, well clearly they've run away yeah they've run away and she goes uh and is basically like well and basically what's happened is she kind of goes and talks to the king and he's so sick at this point and i know we've kind of got this out of order but we always do yeah if you listen to this podcast, you know 
we don't really know what we're talking about because our memories are really bad even though we watch these films today uh he says hey i like just can't do my kingly duties right now could you be not the queen regent um what's the queen regent is when they have a child that is going to be the king but is too young to be the king but she's like the queen standing in for him at that moment is that the same thing that kate is no no no. this is a different thing but i don't Um, remember the official thing but she just starts calling herself the queen so we'll probably just say that and we are really trying to go for like the the periodical uh well i think this is probably the film that's the most accurate i mean it's not accurate but it has like there are some films that are really grounded in the times like the barbie and the three musketeers is obviously grounded in a very specific time period so i'll probably bring more historical knowledge in to talk about that but this Mm -hmm. one there was just a couple of references because not only does this story take from the 12 dancing princesses uh, fairy tale but also the fairy tale of the red shoes which we'll mm. see later on and some cool historical things that i want to talk about in terms when it comes to the ending yeah but it's kind yeah. of and they've been missing for a while and we haven't really been to what they're doing but they're in the magical realm having decided to just leave because there was this point because they were meant to where... do drugs. no but there was this point where yeah yeah no i get uh, genevieve and Lacey go to go see their dad but they hear through the door a miscommunication, I guess. Yeah, they get where, part of a conversation. Uh, you know, Rowena's like, oh, but they're so difficult and they're so this. And he's like, you know, they are difficult. And he kind of says that sort of... And then they kind of decide to walk away. But then you goes into the room and he's like, but I still love them more than anything. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And that is the point where he asks her to be the queen. Yeah. But this is also the point where they decide, hey, he doesn't want us here and we're too difficult. Let's just go to the magical kingdom where we can it. dance forever. And we can make wishes and stuff like that. And then we come to the point, I think, where she goes and tries to find them and they're not there. So she's like, okay, okay. So she gathers some troops and then she's like, well, I'm taking care of I'm yeah. taking this castle. And then we have Derek, Derek come back. Derek right? coming back. This is the point we got and mixed he up. Derek hears some back. soldiers being like, calling her the queen. And he's mm. like, the queen, what? Yeah. And he, he tries also to... is shunned away at the door of the castle. Yeah, he tries to knock at the door and, like, this timid page peeks out and he's like, haven't you heard the princesses are all missing? And then he gets pulled back into that, which I found really, like, creepy. Yeah, and it's actually, I don't know, the tension is, like, really good. It's like a story that takes over three days, which is pretty common for Barbie films to, like, be two or three days long in the story, or even just one day. And I really like that because it it keeps tension kind of high. He's like, well, I don't know what he plans to I do. In my idea, like they don't say it outright, but my idea was he's going to look for clues in their bedroom. So he climbs yeah. up the side of the castle. And the parrot is like. Gets into their room and is kind of looking around and being like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then he accidentally steps on the stone. Yeah. Which is the thing I meant. Like, so you can just accidentally step on the stone. Yeah. But so does Rowena later. So yeah. that's why I think it was unlocked with the books being given. Yeah. Because it's so clearly easy to accidentally discover. Yeah. But earlier, he'd actually seen um, Genevieve do the dance mm. with the same thing in their mother's dancing garden. garden yeah. When he was giving, so it actually made sense to me why he was doing this. Yeah. You know? So he's like, wait, 
this is just like the dance that Genevieve was doing. Yeah. And then he recreates it. And, and he gets to he the gets place. gets into the magical kingdom, which I didn't remember happening and was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then he like shows up and everyone's like, oh, what's happening? And he tells them what's going on. He's like, uh, Rowena is stealing like your mother's silver. Your father is very sick. And She's queen now. Yeah. And Derek, the cobbler, is seen entering this thing by oh, Brutus. Yeah. Yes. Brutus... He gets Rowena and brings her in, and he's trying to communicate. And she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, because <laughs> he's just jumping on different stones. Trying and to then, like, show her something. And then she accidentally steps on, and a it stone. starts glowing and singing. And she's like, "Oh, okay." And then because she's like, "Oh, that's where they've gone." Yeah. And she's like, "Okay." And they figure uh, it out. And then, he, then she's like, "Desmond, get a sledgehammer." And no, she goes into the world. Oh yeah, she does. She goes into the world. Basically, Rowena steps on one of them, and then the monkey starts, and she's like, oh, it's a pattern. She follows the pattern, and she gets into the world, and she basically goes into this beautiful house, but before, and she sees the island across the river, and she goes to the balcony, and she's like, oh, I wish I could see what they're doing. She's looking through her spectacles, Mm. and her spectacles turn into a telescope. Yeah. And she's like, oh my god. And she's like, Brutus, grab me some of those flowers. Yeah. Remember? And she's looking and she's oh, like, yeah. one, two, three, four. And she's like, ah, oh, all of them here. Plus the cobbler. What? Yeah. And she takes the flowers and then she goes upstairs. And I didn't remember this, but... Yeah, then she leaves and she's like, okay, Desmond, get um, get a sledgehammer. And he breaks it. And But you don't see it in that. Like, the way the film does it is you go to see the girls and they're talking like, and they're being convinced to leave, and they're like, cool, let's leave. And then things start to disappear. Yeah. And everything's lit, and then it cuts out, and you just see them sledgehammering it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot this part. Yeah. And it's actually really metal. Yeah. And they're just sledgehammering one by one, and as the stones are destroyed, yeah. like, uh, buildings and stuff are getting removed. Basically, the like, the gondola the and yeah. stuff like that. So they're trying to leave, but they can't. Because yeah. eventually the house that they come in and they arrive in mm. also disappears. Yeah. And all the stones are sledgehammered away. Then I think we see Rowena going to talk to the king. Yes. And I forget what she talks to him I think about. she tells him that they're run away. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. And, you know, all this sort of stuff. And he is so sick and uh, she... Feeds him more of the tea she's been feeding him the whole time. And he's like, oh, I'm, you know, so lightheaded. And then she says something that I I think it's like, oh, you'll, you know, you'll be missed, uh, cousin, but not by me. And then he goes, what? And then then he he also, like, passes out. Yeah. And he drops the cup on the ground and and it's it's dramatic and it's it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I just love it. Yeah, it was really good. Everything in this film is so well paced yeah. and well done in the Which, way that Fairytopia just wasn't. Yeah, God. Like, this is the kind of really good pacing, really strong beginning, just straight into everything that I really, really love yeah. in this kind of new era of Barbie films. Yeah, we're getting into the... Kind of, we're getting into the Barbie renaissance. Yeah. I think we go back to the you know, yeah. girls and they're like, okay, well, what are we going to do? So, um, and basically, I think it's Genevieve trying to figure out, like, oh, maybe if I do what this... If we, what if we do the... Um, pattern that's right here in the middle of the gut and but she tries and it doesn't work and she's like and oh then Derek is like well, let me try yeah and I and don't know why he thought but he, he tries doesn't work but then they go to try at the same time and they step on the first stone together and it's like oh 
wait. We have to dance together. Mm. Um, so they dance together, and they're and sort then, of floating, and, and then everyone start else starts dancing. As they step, they step higher, and, yeah. and it reminds me of flancing, actually. Yeah. Uh, which is not fun, but wait, this is way better. Yeah. And then all the other girls start to dance after them, and they're like dance flying into the sky, and then it cuts away. It cuts away to something. It might be Rowena again. I don't know. And when you cut back to them, it doesn't really show you how this magic works. But they start dance, like dancing down into their mother's courtyard at yeah. the castle, and then they have to break into the castle. Yeah, and this they... may be my favorite part of the film. Oh yeah, they because this is the bit where there's you... a lot of steps to this plan which I really liked, and it uses all of the girls' skills. Yeah, the it uses their skills. But hang the on, the horse riding girl, the her- right? the horse riding girl. Well, basically, they overhear some guards talking about. How they've been told to like if they see the princesses, because she's planned for this. Yeah. She's like, no, there's pro- you know there might be a way to get back. He's like, we'll we'll take, you know, them, to the take right? them to the dungeons for abandoning the king in his time the of treason. need. Yeah, and then Blair, the other guy, right no, the other the other guy is like, oh, what about the king? And he's like, oh, you know, he won't last the night and yeah. stuff like that. And they're like, oh my god. So well, Blair mm. is sent to give word to the other kingdom, yeah, right? Yeah, but this is the bit. Where you've got one of them who, like, I think it might be the oldest, who grabs yeah. the attention of a guard who is on horseback. Mm. And then two of the others, like, trip. They pull the wire. Yeah. I think it might be the girls on stilts, maybe. Yeah. But they pull this wire above the horse, but in the middle of the guy, so he falls off. And Blair, like, jumps straight on... into the moving horse and, like, yeah. just goes. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god, yes. I'm like, Blair, I love you, marry me. So yeah, so after Blair is gone, pretty sure it was the oldest who got that guard's attention in the first yeah. place, so that's that squared away. Then we've got the two with the croquet mallets. Yes. The sporty ones. Yeah, so they've got their croquet mallets, and they're just like, they're basically playing golf here. But they smack them in the head. Yeah. They trip down, like these two soldiers trip down the stairs. God, I love Heathers. <laughs> But um, then two soldiers see that and start chasing them. What was funny about this moment mm. was they drop their croquet mallets and run. And I was like, if they catch you, though, croquet mallets would be really good to just smack them up the head with. Yeah. But so they're all running off, but then they lose them and see the 13-year-olds who are on top of this fence. On a wall. Like, but like it a looks stone like wall. they're on the wall. And so they're being chased along the wall, but then... They the, get to a hedge. They get to a hedge, and they're on top of a hedge, and then the guards try and step on the hedge, and they fall through, and then you realize they're on stilts. Yeah. And it's really, really good. Yeah. And I'm like, why is this their really specific skill? Yeah. But, but also, also, I realized that um, that wouldn't have worked from their perspective, because they're running along the wall. From our perspective, it looks yeah. like they're on the wall. From the I guard. still like it, though. Yeah. Now all the guards are clear, some of the older girls... Including Genevieve. And then I think Derek as well. Yes. They go inside to find their father. They leave the five-year-olds behind. They're like hiding behind a bush, kind of watching them go in. Because they're five and they can't really do anything, which is fine. But then Lacey realizes, oh, I have this bottle. I need to give it to Genevieve. So So she runs after her. But... Basically, that there's a bit of time between that mm. because as the older ones run in, they run into Desmond, mm. and you know they kind of clock him and he they lock him in this room and mm. they actually get into seeing the the father. Mm. So they get in there and he's passed out, right? Yeah. And um, Rowena is in there. Yeah. And she takes out one of the 
wishing petals. Yeah. Wishes for the armor that's just armor on the walls to come to life and protect her. To say, armor, protect my... I wish for you to protect the queen. Yeah. It was her. Interesting, I thought this moment... Would have been the moment where where... they would have gone against her. No, I thought the way she phrases was protect your queen. And I thought what they would do was denounce her as queen. Mm. Um, However, what actually happens is they just fight it and like... Genevieve smacks one of the things yeah. with a chair and like Derek grabs a hot poker and they like swap their weapon. It's really, really cool. Yeah. But they just destroy the armor. Because it's just armor. And then Desmond breaks out of where he's locked up and runs into Lacey and grabs her and brings her into the room and it's really dramatic and it just reminds me a lot of the ending of Rapunzel, which I love mm. so much as well. Yeah. But um, then... You've got, you know, Rowena being like, aha, so, you know, ball's in my court now. Yeah. Stop what you're doing and, you know, she won't get hurt. So I think they back off a bit and and then then this is my favorite part. Um, She grabs her flower, points it at at Genevieve and she says, I wish you would dance forever. And Genevieve is a fan. The fan. And fans the gold towards her. Which is such bullshit, but you know. But it's such a great callback. Yeah. And the gold flex land on her and she starts dancing. And then Desmond, who's in love with her, like grabs her and it gets on him. And then they're stuck dancing. And this is what I wanted to talk about. So this is a reference to two things. Mm. The uh, Another fairy tale called The Red Shoes. Which is about a girl who is not connected to God enough and loves dancing and is too materialistic and she has these beautiful red shoes that she is just uh, too obsessed with and so she kind of gets like cursed to dance in them forever until she's atoned for her sins. And I like that. But also there's actually a real historical disease called the Dancing Plague. Yeah, the Dancing Plague of 1518. It happened a few times, but the main one which uh, occurred in Strasbourg they would dance for days and days and days and days. Um, Until they literally dropped dead. Yeah, I think it was like a month that this happened. Yeah, no, this was a month that this happened. But some it's of them, a few times. Yeah, some history. of them affected, collapsed, and died of heart attack, stroke, and exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is there's so many records. Like, it's hundreds of doctors and physicians yeah. records. And we don't know why. And there's a lot of these weird things throughout history. Yeah. And I just like the reference to that. I just like that. And I kind of also, I see it on the same level as spontaneous human combustion, which I think is a bullshit thing. I think people have just caught fire and there's been really no evidence left over to explain Mm. how they caught fire. So it's like this person just exploded. But I put them on the same level in the sense that there are these things that are unexplained that have happened multiple times throughout history and it seems like it could be a medical thing, but we also don't know. Yeah, but essentially Rowena and Desmond dance their way out of the castle and up the road. And it's just this really it's good shot of them like dancing across a bridge and there's like the moon in the background. And, and, then, the mo- think... and then Brutus chasing after them. Yeah. Um, it's little, it's a very case. it's a very Shakespearean exit. Yeah, I, I really liked it. It was such a... She got what she deserved. But also, it was so it was an ironic yeah. punishment, which Barbie endings are actually pretty known for. Yeah, like especially the the original four that yeah. were more serious in their tone. This one definitely leans harder in that yeah. direction. 
and reminds me a lot of you know Princess and the Pauper and Rapunzel and oh, those yeah. kinds of but era, uh, but has the beautiful animation of yeah. the new era. It just makes me think of Exit Stage Right, pursued by a bear. Yeah, exactly. Except this time it's a monkey. And then they go to their father, who yeah. is uh, unconscious. Unconscious. And Lacey Maybe pulls dead. out a little vial that yeah. she has and, and pours she... it into his mouth and he wakes up. And he wakes up. And he's like, oh, girls, throwing is she's... And they're like, it's okay. And they're, it's like, we it's okay, we it. took care yeah. of it, it's fine. Yeah. So it kind of cuts forward in time. Uh-huh. And we have this kind of carriage and you see it's just a huge carriage of rows of them and they're all in this carriage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then oh, you go yeah. to the back and there's Genevieve in a white wedding dress. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm generally not a fan of weddings, but I actually thought this one was kind of sweet. Yeah. Mainly because the romance in this didn't bother me because it's so established that they've liked each other for a long time. And yeah. They know each other well before it started. It's, yeah. again, like The Princess and the Pauper, where it's like, oh, you guys have known each other and have this yeah. rapport. Mm-hmm. And it the also... reason I like it also is because when she's kind of walking down the aisle... She kind of like has her dad on her arm and stuff. She's like, yeah, I'm finally on time for something. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's such a good tie-up to that motif that's been going on through this whole film. Mm. It's like just a really sweet tie-up. And I thought it actually was a nice ending. Yeah. This um, is a really heartwarming film. Yeah. And that sort of ties into the original tale of the 12 Dancing Princesses because, you know, the cobbler, uh, Derek, he obviously ties into the man. I forget what like his profession was. He might have yeah. been a cobbler in like the books in the original story who finds out where they went every night and in return for this the king allows him to marry one of his daughters yeah in the stories that i've read it's either he marries the oldest he marries the youngest or he marries the very middle one this time it's the middle one yeah because he can't marry the youngest Mm. she's five um the oldest would never ever be promised to someone that's a commoner yeah but i feel with the middle one is the this kind of moral of the story is also like, hey, your mom knew what she was doing. And, yeah. and you know, she raised you in a way to like let you guys be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. There's a lot of stuff. And everything went wrong. Yeah. And I just love the father in this because he doesn't yeah. ever, like, he's not a villain. He's just, and he he, tries. at the end, he's like, yeah, it wasn't the best call for you as a parent. And I am acknowledging that. Yeah. And I wish more fathers did that. Yeah, same. But I think it's a really good message. Yeah. And, like, kind of let them be themselves and, like, let them marry a commoner. And I think, yeah. given there's 12 of them and she's not the oldest, yeah. it is only really important for the oldest couple to be political pawns. Yes. So now, yeah. um, let's get into ratings. I feel like this is going to rate a lot higher than oh, yeah. the last I couple. I am very pleased with this film. So, how do you feel about the music? The music, ah, uh, I want to give it, you know what, a 7.5 because while I did really love it, it didn't stand out to me as much as everything else. I'm giving it a 9 because the music in, like, this is some of my favorite Barbie Fair music. enough. I know, it, like, it wasn't, you know, I know it's, yeah. like, older music than yeah. the film, but... It was when very I good. When started playing it and when we just got to the beginning credits yeah. part, which are beautiful, by the way, you yeah. should just watch them for their animation, I, my brain was just like sent back on this huge nostalgia trip of, oh, yeah. oh I love this music. So I'm, mm. I'm giving it a nine. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm going back on my... and going to my original eight. All right. Skill is dance. Skill is dance, but also I think it's the general... Um, variety of all of their skills yeah and yes we have this dance thing which is really genevieve skill mm. but the way they convey 
you know, being into horseback riding, being into croquet and bugs and reading. Honestly? And honestly? I was so into it. I'm yeah. giving it a 10. Yeah, I'm giving it a 10 as well. Like, oh my God, to convey the interests, personalities, and skills of 12 characters. Yeah. Have them not only demonstrate the skills, skills early on in their introduction throughout mm. the whole story and then have them come into play in the end as useful skills to have to like reclaim the castle and save their father oh my god it's a 10 of course yes yeah. animation one, animation it was nothing insanely special but i think that the storyboarding the dance animation definitely and just the general scenery especially of of this magical place and the amphitheater and stuff was really beautiful. Yeah, I'm giving mine an 8.5. I'm giving mine an 8. Because I can't stop thinking about how this was between Mimedia and Magic of the Rainbow and how much better it is than both of them. They put all their budget into this film. Oh yeah, you can tell. And then we've got narrative. I couldn't find a plot hole and that's all I ever look for. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving, giving it, it a 9. Ten. I'm giving it a 10. Yeah, I, I'm not going to give it a... 9.5. I okay. go 9.5. Okay. Because, yeah, I really couldn't find issue with it. Yeah. Like, it was... The thing about this film is it's just fun to watch and yeah. it's enjoyable. And it's not even in a, like, oh, let's watch this with my friends because it's cringy. It's actually just really lovely to watch. Yeah. It's a beautiful film. Yeah. And, all right, what do you think about Barbie? Genevieve herself. Genevieve herself. She... Definitely wasn't the strongest character there. But I don't I know. Like, it's Well, of... this is how I feel about her. Mm. She has actual flaws. And yeah. And they're demonstrated. And that's actually really big for Mattel to do. Yeah. But also, like, she is different from other Barbies. She, yeah. again, is reminiscent of some earlier Barbies. In that... But I feel like often she... they talk about, in other Barbie films, they go, oh, she's whatever the Barbie character is. She's kind and caring and empathetic. But I feel like they actually demonstrated those these times. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like, oh, she's so kind. I'm like, but when is she kind in the story? You know? Yeah. But in this one, she actually demonstrates the traits this that one, Barbie's famous for. I, and that's what I really appreciate. Oh, thank you for actually doing the thing that you say she is. Yeah. That she never actually shows. But this time she fucking shows it over and over again, how caring she yeah. is towards her family. Um. I find this one a bit hard to rate because she's not super special and she's your very stereotypical Barbie, but in a way that's comforting and not how they usually do it, which is the game. It's, it's hard to place. 8.5. Let me give her a 7. And uh, last but not least, just enjoyability. 10. Uh, 9.5. I, I think both of our enjoyabilities um, have just been demonstrated over this whole thing, but also generally the the rating of yeah. this it's just i can't stress like this is a film that you can like if you're feeling shitty or sad just like you make tea and like curl up and watch this film it is really nice to watch it's very nice and to it, watch. there's sometimes where i'm like oh i like this barbie film but there'll be something that grates on me yeah like, you know oh maybe it's just the voice of you know like this certain animal companion yeah maybe it's this one glaring plot hole that i can't get over or this background character or this or that yeah i'm a really picky person when it comes to films when i watch this film i'm like no actually this is just well made yeah and really light yeah and it's good because it's you know as we've said it's based on a very well-known story 
and it has its own little Barbie spin on it, but not so much that it deviates from the original story like Nutcracker did. Yeah, and actually has a lot of homages to the original yeah. story in the actual little bedtime story of, that they read. Yeah. I, I really, I really A lot of homages to, like, just a lot of things in general, like the Dancing Plague and... The Red Shoes the, and other little historical things that I just appreciate. Yeah. Because it shows that they're writing it not just for a child audience, but for a, an older audience, like the parents that are going to be forced to watch this film. Yeah. And also treating the child audience with a manner of respect for their intelligence. Yeah, it's it's really clear that, you know, the, the cast and crew working on this, like, they really, they really did enjoy yeah. working on this. And it definitely shows. But... Uh, what are our um, point scores? Our end? point scores, well, for me, let me see. So I got a 54, and you got, you have a lot of point fives. You got 55. Nice. Which, overall, that brings us to a score of 109. Oh, out of 120. That's pretty That's good. That's pretty good. But it's a pretty good film. Yeah. So what is your favorite moment? Yeah, we've talked about our favorite princesses. Mm-hmm. Favorite moment. I don't know. I feel like the first night that they're at the 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 place is really good. Um, I think that's going to be my favorite night just because I really liked how that place looked. Yeah. The thing about this film is there's so much really clever little, little things they put mm. in. Like when she's reading and she bumps into yeah. uh, one of her sisters or one of them's asleep in, in like their porridge. Yeah. But I think my favorite, I just can't get over how everything comes together at the end when they storm the castle. It's just so clever. Yeah. That's a, definitely just, a close second for me. It just uses all their skills in a way that is such a great payoff yeah. for the viewer. And I just love yeah. that. And This has been such a refreshing thing to review. Magic of the Pegasus. Yeah, but it was just I think we were still sort of reeling. Reeling. Mm. And And also there was just that one bit that really pissed me off. Yeah. That you just kept going at. (laughs) But this is just such a nice a nice film. Yeah. And it's so good after a lot of bad films. Or not bad, but frustrating ones. You can say bad. Yeah, but I didn't think they were... You thought they were bad, but they're still frustrating to talk about because I if thought, they were disappointing, yeah, this I've, doesn't disappoint me. I thought Even magic, Pegasus disappointed yeah. me a little bit because yeah. it didn't hold up to my memory of yeah. it. Um, but this held up to my memory, and it's so nice when something does that. Yeah. I think Magic of the Rainbow was the only one I thought was bad. The others, I was just like, okay, yeah. You could do better. Come on. You could do better. I'm tired. I, d- I did, out of those three, genuinely like Mermaidia the best. Mm. But, yeah. But, I don't know. It's just so nice when something really holds up after yeah. time. Yeah. And it gives me hope that some of the others will. Yeah. But I think we're going to go to bed now. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if you, you can hunt us down through Google and our social media, but you don't have to. It's cool. Yeah. No, you have to. You're, if, if you're on this episode, you're you're in deep. <laughs> That's true. Find us on Twitter at BarbieTopiaPod um, and Tumblr. BarbieTopia. BarbieTopia podcast. podcast. No dashes. And that's all we're on. So far. Good night. Because you're too lazy Good to make now. a Facebook page. I don't